0: To the podcast, we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac
1: and this is Megan.
0: And on this episode that we have put out after Thanksgiving,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I know we said before, but Thanksgiving week kind of took the toll. And like everyone who worked on Thanksgiving week before Thanksgiving break, we're like, I ain't doing shit.
1: I don't even think it was that, I think it was just uh. Like my job in particular, working retail, did not allow me any free time. Yeah. So, um, and then by the time you got home, you were exhausted as well. And it's just, yeah, yeah. It's one of those tiring weeks, especially. Let's forget we had a case. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Good old pressing case with the family. Took care of it. Was yeah. all set and done. Family saw re- uh, results within the hour, which is interesting. Usually it takes about a day, but they saw results. So another good case close with the help of Mike from, and Christy from Unknown Paranormal. Yes. Yes. But today we talk about something that I've always wanted to talk about ever since I first heard about it, which was the uh, phenomenon known as the Glimmer Man or the Shimmer Man. Yes. Now we say either-or because it's been called uh, either-or those things. Yes.
1: Yeah. For those of you that don't know, we kind of talked a little bit about it in the Bigfoot episode. But the Glimmer Man is basically an invisible humanoid type entity that a lot of people have seen in like forest or wooded areas and it almost looks like uh, one person particularly described as like a heat wave Um, or if you've seen the Predator movie The Predator, like how it was cloaked. He is camouflaged. Camouflaged, yes, which we're going to get into those theories here in a little bit because I went down a rabbit hole a little bit that I had to crawl myself back out of before I went too deep.
0: But, the, but reason, the reason why it gets associated with Bigfoot so much is majority of the sightings for the Glimmer slash Shimmer Man are around the same areas that Bigfoot spotted as well. Some people theorize that the, uh, the Glimmer Man or Shimmer Man, for the rest of the episode, I'm called Glimmer Man. Okay. All right. I'm not going to go about saying both at the same time every <laughs> single time. Some people theorize that the Glimmer Man is a, uh, is a cloaking technique of the Bigfoot that is some technology they had to cloak themselves
1: Mm, yes i'm good that's the rabbit hole i went down um but then also a theory that people were also playing into is that it is again a cloaking technique or an invisibility technique of extraterrestrials yes and that's the thing like a lot of so I read through a whole bunch of encounters I didn't want to sit here and tell you guys just like non-stop stories of it. I kind of wanted to get some similarities that were popping up along these different stories that and there's even a Reddit like forum straight up on like just a, a category of the Glimmer Man that you can read countless stories. There's uh, a lot of stories had it where it was in like a, a wooded area. Mm-hmm. Um, not really around neighborhoods from what I was seeing because there was like hunters that would see them. And like you said, very much like the areas that you would find Bigfoot. There's National Forest. There's even been some areas, wooded areas near air bases that have had sightings of these glimmermans. And it's all over the place. It's not just like a specific state or a specific region, it's been all over the United States and even in Tanzania, which I thought that was random, but I was like, okay, well, it's international. So, all right. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting because I was like, I was thinking, is, is there any like outside of the United States? And then I saw the one in Tanzania. I was like, well, there you go, international then. But the one thing that people specifically hear around sightings of the Glimmer Man is clicking or like metallic, like pipe hitting noises. Mm. Um, Sometimes there's like a little faint, like hissing sound, which I find interesting because even with Bigfoot, like there's a sound before, or sometimes there's sounds associated with Bigfoot as well. And the only issue that I feel like I'm having is like, when you see this entity people that caught video footage of it, right? Or claim that they caught video footage because there's one on Reddit and I'll post it in our episode description for you guys to see it as well if you want on the link to it. But it's, it literally looks like a humanoid thing, but invisible, like a heat wave of a, a human shape that's invisible. And it has me confused though, because certain evidence of spirits have looked like this as well. If they can't manifest shape enough, it almost looks like some, someone invisible, but you can see the outline. Because the way this thing looked that apparently this guy caught, it looks more like a spirit than it looks more I don't know how to describe you know what I'm talking about? Like
0: Yes. Um and this slides me into um a tangent of a theory. Mm hmm. Uh, if you remember correctly, when I t- t- talked about, if you remember at all, uh, not you, but people listening, yeah. um, when I talked about my uh, astral projection um, case uh, situations, or cases that I've had, two were the most that were most profound. One of the two happened here in this house mm-hmm. where I astral projected on my body because I felt someone's hand inside my chest trying to take out me, I guess, out of my vessel. Mm -hmm. And I was so furious that I couldn't do anything about it. But I basically jumped out of my body and stood on the other side of the bed and basically looked at the entity that was there. Now, the entity that I saw didn't have shape. It was invisible. But I could see the outline of it. Kind of like uh, like it was wearing an invisible suit.
1: Mm.
0: Right? And the expression it made on its face that wasn't there, but I saw the way its body moved that I could barely see was like, Oh, crap. Right? like He jumped out of his body. And this entity ran across the other side of the bed where I picked it up from his throat and started choking it, saying, I got him. But when I said the words, I got him, it basically disappeared out of my hands and I basically got pulled back inside my body. Now, the theory that I play around with is that the Glimmer Man, after realizing exactly how he looks like, how I remember that, it's only actually experience with him. Is an interdimensional being that can sh- uh that can basically shift from one reality to the other. We always say the ether is where our spirits are, right? It's placed between our dimension and theirs. Now, the Glimmer Man can be another entity that never had shape, right? Never ever has shape. Like the shadow shadow figures are like of of they're just shadow, right? They have no you can see the silhouette of them but you can never really see their true face. Mm-hmm. This might be another entity like in the realm of light. That's a worse way to put it. Not light entities, but like entities that have no features no longer anymore.
1: Like a true shapeshifter. No.
0: A shadow figure, you wouldn't call a shapeshifter. You just call it like a, a, shadow, a shadow figure. Yeah, yeah. But what would you call something that is like a shadow figure, but is see-through and you can't see? Yeah. That's what made me thinking about the Shimmer Man, the Glimmer Man. Mm. It could be another entity Like the shadow figure that doesn't have any features to their face or body, but is essentially invisible. Like if the shadow figure was in the shadows, you never know it's there.
1: That's true.
0: But the second light hits it, boom, you can see its shape. If a light, this invisible glimmer man, right, gets the right light hit on it the right direction, right, you can kind of see it. So then it doesn't become visible anymore
1: you know the creepy thing about your story? Mm. So there was some... You know, some took place in in wooded areas. But then there was others that took place in bedrooms. Meaning that people had, like, encounters while they were sleeping. Yeah. And um, same kind of, like, vibe. Like, they felt like somebody watching them. That was also something that was mentioned with the Glimmer Man um, in the wooded areas. But... Yeah, some people experienced it like in their bedroom, like like you would like a shadow, man. But it wasn't a shadow; it was invisible. Yeah, and the that's creepy. Did you hear when it was doing that? Did you hear any noises? No, silent. Silent. Weird. And that's the thing too. That's another thing that people were talking about as well. Is if they didn't hear the hissing and the like metallic pipe. Someone said it sounded like a metallic pipe hitting a tree yeah like a a ring of a metallic pipe um but others found that it would get completely silent like you would hear birds and stuff before like hunters and stuff but then it would get silent and you would hear absolutely nothing and then they would continue on with whatever they're doing and then they would get like a really ominous like bad feeling and they would look around, look around, and then they would kind of see in, like, the tree line, like, the heat wave. And then it would start, uh, like, moving, almost like an amoeba-like thing, which, you know, we've seen before and encountered. Um, but it was, like, black shadow instead of invisibility. So...
0: Yeah, just my theory after thinking Creepy. about
1: that. Creepy, yeah. the coincidences. So I guess I could go ahead and tell you about this lady's story. So she, this is a story that's been, it's been consistently republished and reshared all through Reddit. Um, there's a, uh, site that specifically talks about Glimmer, Glimmerman, um, encounters and it's called Phantoms and Monsters. And I'll link that in the episode description as well. So if you guys wanna read even more encounter stories, you guys can go and check him out. But he also shared the story and then it was also published in on a site called Journal News Online. This is one of the most kind of like reshared stories of the Glimmer Man. So uh, the, this lady begins to share her story when she was five years old and she was playing by the edge of the woods behind her grandmother's house. She played out there often and said in her retelling that her grandma would often watch from the kitchen or living room window. She goes on to say she would come out every now and then to check on her. The girl, the lady, uh, she had loved digging in the dirt as a kid and collecting rocks and arrowheads at a spot where her grandmother lived. And she lived in southern Illinois, not far from the... I'm going to butcher this Cahokia Mounds. Um, And then for those of you that don't know what that is, um, the Cahokia Mounds. I keep wanting to say mountains, but it's mounds. Cahokia Mounds state historic site is the site of a pre-Columbian Native American city directly across the Mississippi River from present day St. Louis, Missouri, Uh, This historical park lies in southwestern Illinois between East St. Louis and Collinsville. So so she said because of that, uh, finding arrowheads and things like that wasn't uncommon. So this girl went out one day picking a spot to dig, and she had a pretty decent-sized hole going uh, when something caught her eye. Uh, She described it as a heat wave coming off a branch of the tree. She started staring at the heat wave and realizes it started to morph into a human shape and made a faint clicking sound. She realized she shouldn't be seeing this and bolted into the house. At the t- time, she coughed it up as her seeing an angel because, again, she was only five years old and just didn't know what she was seeing. And the only thing she could experience it with is uh, an angel. But when she was 12, she began to get obsessed with action and sci-fi films and Uh, Her dad had rented the Predator. She started watching it. And the first time you see the Predator invisible and cloaked, she freaked out because she realized that's what I saw. Mm -hmm. And she had asked her dad. She's like, is this is this something real or what is this? Because I've seen something like this. And he goes, no, this is like a fake sci fi movie. Like there's nothing out there like this isn't based on anything true and so after that freaked her out uh fast forward to 2004 she's grown and has three small children she was going through a separation from her husband and moved to the next town over in an apartment with her kids uh she at the very she was at the very last apart- apartment of the last building and there's a chain fence that separates the backyard from this deep ditch There's about six to seven trees on their side of the fence. If you follow the ditch a bit, there is a small forest that leads to the country area and then to a larger forest and farmland. Uh, She explains in the article that they still live in kind of like a neighborhood, but like on the outskirts of town. So she often went outside to the back porch to smoke cigarettes. Uh, one night she had been up late doing laundry and the kids went to bed. She decided to take a smoke break, and when she was on the back porch, she started hearing a faint clicking noise. She looked to the ditch because she saw a groundhog out there a couple days ago and was curious to see if that what it, that's what it was. Uh, the yard was faintly lit from the outside light by the playground to the right of her porch. She didn't turn on the porch light because it was just for a quick smoke she never really did. Uh, she didn't see the groundhog. Ho- oh, sorry, that just sounded really weird. Okay, <laughs> she didn't see the groundhog, or any movement from the ditch. Just, she continued to smoke her cigarette. The faint clicking sounds started happening again, and she saw a slight shift of movement. Movement that made her look to the tree to the left of her porch. The same invisible thing she had seen when she was five. She described it as like a distortion and in a humanoid shape. She ran in, slammed the door, and locked it. She turned off all the lights and just stared out of the blinds. She sat there for a good ten minutes, and when she couldn't see anything, she thought maybe she was just tired, and it was her mind playing tricks. Just as she finally calmed herself down, the neighbor's dog started running across the yard barking at the tree, which had startled her because that particular dog was not a barker. Barking continued for a few minutes, and then eventually the dog was called back inside. Uh, She didn't sleep at all that night. And ever since then, I guess, hasn't seen it. And she just basically went on the forum to ask anybody else if they had that encounter. But it's been, like I said, one of those stories that have been just reshared and reshared. And it's been a main focal point in Glimmerman encounters.
0: Mind you, uh, Predator came out in 1987. Yeah. Yeah, it was born. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, one thing to keep in mind that I thought was interesting is, I, you know, I was going through all these stories in this in this Reddit uh, thing just dedicated to Glimmerman, right? I keep saying Glimmerman? it. I keep saying it like person? it's last name. <laughs> oh, Lord. John Glimmerman. <laughs> we need a t-shirt with that. <laughs> um, but there was a commenter on one of the Reddit forums. Uh, the person that left it, her name was Becker. Uh that question, could it be possible an organism has evolved to avoid visual detection by humans? And, um, you know, like, basically, like, another species that has co-evolved to exceed the limitations of our optics. What made her start thinking of that is the uh, who blend in with the background and become undetectable. So, like certain octopuses on the ocean floor and chameleons and stuff like that. So could there have been, but then it, it makes you think, okay, well what other humanoid things are out there? Like what human like species is doing that then?
0: Well, that goes also to Terry with Bigfoot and how he's a, an ancestor or a cousin to humans. And since how we, we evolved, and we evolved the way we did and he evolved the way he did. And we kind of wiped out all, this has to be ancient humans, right? Before the Mesopotamian, or way before then, they kind of wiped out all forms of uh, what we would be as rivals. Native Americans have legends about killing giants, mm-hmm. right? There could be other species out there we, we killed or massacred or even a species that was smart enough now to avoid humans because it's what's happened to the others. And decided to create a way of getting out of there and somehow discovered how to camouflage themselves. Or reflecting light off their skin. That's how such of camouflage works, at least in theory, of how invisibility would work is reflecting light, to a re- reflecting light, so it looks like it's uh, what's in front of it, it's behind it, and what's behind it, it's in front of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not a mirror; it's just reflecting what's behind it. So kind of like you're seeing what you're seeing, you're seeing through it, like an mm-hmm. X-ray.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So there was another story. This was on this was featured on that Phantoms and Monsters uh blog. This next story I want to specifically talk about for a couple of different reasons. One being that it is close to us. It's in Greensboro, North, North Carolina, which is what, like two hours away? Greensboro? Greensboro, yes. Yeah, we went there. Yeah. For AEW Collision. Yeah. So it's about like what, two hours away? Two and a half. Two and a half hours. Yeah. So not too far. Um, But what really made me glue into her story, and I may actually reach out to her, is because she is talking about crazy things that are happening at a park in her neighborhood that's behind her house. Mm. And I think that's so ironic because our park over here, that we've experienced crazy things, I just, I find it interesting. I just want to let her know she is not alone because we have had that experience as well. But the person uh, in the story, she shared a lot of information with the, the blogger for uh, Phantoms and Monsters, but she didn't actually share it in the article. She just gave a brief overview, but she shared like stuff that she has caught um, with him and like evidence and stuff like that. But, so the person in the story, like I said, says she lives near Greensboro, North Carolina and has multiple instances that happened at a park behind her home. Uh, It started in June of 2022, um, about two weeks after moving into their home that they noticed the trees being moved as though something huge was moving them. Yeah. And then she also goes and talks about how there's weird things in the trees, which really weirds me out because if anybody listen to our haunted update for October, and any like lives that we did when we went to the park, that was the thing that we were talking about recently, about the fact that there was stuff in the trees. And majority of any kind of like photography evidence that I got when I was there, it was figures in the trees. When I felt my backpack being pulled, it was in the direction of the trees. So I just find that I don't know. I find that weird. And the fact that she says it's like something big is is going, like hopping through the trees. like Almost like a monkey would. Yeah. But there's no monkeys in our terrain or anything like that. Not terrain, but like forests and stuff. Yeah. Especially in a neighborhood, unless someone bought a monkey and released it. But, I mean, what are the possibilities of that? And even so, she said it would have to be like a a bigger monkey to do that. So, that also makes me think. It it, it just makes me like itch my head. Because, you know, at the park that we experienced the stuff at, we had things with the trees. Remember the tree breaking? Yeah. And not understanding why something that big was able to break it and stuff like that. And so, I don't know. It just makes you really really think what the theory
0: about that branch is that an alien ship landed right there
1: yeah but but (laughs) the point is too like there is even somebody had even brought up when we were talking about things that were happening somebody even brought up oh snap could there be a bigfoot there right
0: or puck would you
1: yeah or or some kind of cryptid and the fact that a cryptid was talked about and even alien stuff was talked about and then those are also two of the theories as to what this glimmer man is kind of makes you scratch your head like what are the the coincidences between the two you know yeah anyways um but as sh- uh, they tried kind of debunking it, trying to do different tests to see if it was the wind doing this, and it w- and it just wasn't. It wasn't the wind. Everything kind of uh, made them x out the possibility of it being the wind. She goes on to say that the things that she had en- encountered made her think of things that could only come out of sci-fi movies. They tried to take pictures of these anomalies, but could never capture anything. Um, she said she tried over and over again to take pictures in the trees and to re to grab like in photos like of the things, which I also find interesting because anytime we try and take pictures of the lights, remember we weren't able to in the sky, yeah, which I find interesting. But she says she had a feeling of being watched neon green lights and also seeing like some humanoid things here and there. But she had reached out to the phantoms and monster bloggers guy and had asked like well what do you think this is what is and just from the things that were shown behind the scenes to him he truly thinks that it's like glimmerman experiences i an
0: old uh- john glimmerman
1: <laughs> yeah we need t-shirt with not just to be like-
0: confused with his cousin shimmerman
1: <laughs> uh but but yeah, those are kind of the stories that kind of took me aback. Um, a lot of the stories uh, you know, had the hissing and the and the clicking noises had that had the feeling of being watched. And a lot of people also said it had them like stunned for a second. Like they don't know if it was, am I seeing what I'm seeing kind of stunned or if it was truly like they were hip like hypnotized for a couple seconds. not frozen because everything was still they were able to move and stuff but it felt like time was frozen for a couple minutes um there's also some theory not theories but like some speculation that this thing um has abilities that are similar to teleportation levitation and disappearing at will so and that's another thing that was in a lot of the stories is like as fast as it appeared it disappeared uh one story in particular saw the thing like hunting deer which I find that interesting because why would an entity have to eat if it's not a creature you know what I mean if it was like a spirit or just like a like demonic type of being type thing why it wouldn't have to eat you know so if it eats that means it's a physical thing Mm -hmm. you know any sustenance yes Um, But one thing that had me go down a really weird thing is that apparently there was a document by the defense intelligence, it was a reference document, uh, it was unclassified, and it's called the Invisibility Cloaking Theories and Experiments. So, government type document talking about this. Um, And this is what some of the interesting parts, it's obviously it's 24 pages, so I'll also link that in our description in the episode, if you guys want to read the entire thing and look into what it, it says. But um, here are just some interesting blurbs that came from the article. Uh, it says, invisibility may be achieved through three principal methods. Camouflage, transparency, and cloaking. Uh, many animals and some plants use camouflage to distinguish themselves or to disguise themselves from predators. For example, by assuming the shapes and colors of objects in their surrounding. Uh, The military has long used forms of camouflage. A recent military application of camouflage is considered stealth technology, which we all know that they wear camouflage when they go in the woods and stuff like that. We've Mm -hmm. seen it. Even some weaponry, you know, like jets and stuff like that have camouflage ability in the sky. So they talk about cloaking. They said uh, it's a universal strategy for invisibility that works for objects of arbitrary compositions and shapes within a given size. In cloaking, the hidden object is enclosed by the cloaking device, a transparent shell that guides light around the object as if the light would uh, propagate through empty space. In this way both the interior of the cloaking device is hidden and the act of hiding is concealed. Cloaking device is a passive device made of a transparent material that guides light around any object in its interior as if the light has passed through empty space. The cloaking device conceals the object and hides the act of hiding itself. Perfect cloaking devices are impossible because they require materials where the speed of light approaches infinity. Uh, Imperfect cloaking devices could be made. Such devices implement suitable curved space geometrics. For electromagnetic microwaves, cloaking devices are definitely within reach of the present technology. Whether invisibility in the visible range of the spectrum will become a reality is not entirely clear yet most possibly this will depend more on the new theoretical research than on advances in new materials and on the application of mathematical intelligence intuition and imagination so this was an actual government document saying that yeah saying that invisibility and stuff like that is not 100 percent, like not capable
0: was yeah, so they want us to know
1: so that makes you think if they're even coming out with that that like that that could be a thing and, and it also makes you think if Bigfoot like the government is has a hand in the whole Bigfoot thing could they have given Bigfoot something to conceal themselves but then you're you're talking about that that means that Bigfoot has a high level of intelligence to be able to communicate you know
0: or certain ones do Yeah. there's theories beyond theories beyond theories beyond theories Amongst the Bigfoot community. Then you blend it in with the other stuff and as well. And it just starts getting in crazy land. Yeah. But one of the stronger considerations that I was making. It has to go with my other theory. When I was talking about, about the um, entity that tried to pull my soul out of my vessel. Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic energy is what they use to describe the energy that you need to bend along with emitting to help bend light. At least in theory. Spirits are made of what? Energy. No. What device do we use?
1: Oh, electromagnetic.
0: Yes. So that means that the same energy you use to bend light is the same energy as what spirits are made out of, supposedly. Now, like I said, are spirits made out of EMF energy? Not necessarily, but that's the only tool that we have to pick up where they are. So by default, technically they are now, or at least they give off EMF energy to begin with. But then it led me to the idea of why we're not allowed, we can't see spirits or demons or any other creatures that are inside our realm, this third-dimensional realm. It's because a human eye is incapable of seeing certain spectrums of light. So if these entities are made out of certain spectrums of light and can cloak and decloak themselves, it's not a sensitive technology. It's maybe another form of technology that we haven't even considered. Mm. Right? Something of the spiritual essence. Right? Yeah. Um, If we could hide ourselves in the fourth dimensional plane or the ether versus trying to take us, camouflaging ourselves in the third dimensional plane, then you could be camouflaged anywhere at all times. Imagine a soldier entering the ether to hide themselves, but they can see everyone else and no one can hear or see them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dang.
0: Wow. Yeah. And all has to do with the idea of how demons and spirits do it. Granted, competing it with a physical vessel is a whole different thing. But then again, spirits are also capable of grabbing shit, moving stuff, slamming doors, able to be heard, right? So there is some technology there that we're not even considering, or not even putting our thoughts to, because we consider it as hogwash or fupa, whatever you want to call it. Just thinking of old timey words, yeah. <laughs> but no, when I started thinking about it, it was like it makes a lot of sense in an essence of how like spiritual beings and things on the things that we encounter daily, we can't see. Well, I can't see, but say someone in the psychic medium who is clairaudient or clairvoyant can see them. Just got me thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now the Glimmerman, like when you when you look into the are you still laughing about
0: that? Because you're saying Glimmerman, as is his last name. Glimmerman. Glimmerman, not Glimmerman. Glim- <laughs> it's
1: Glimmerman. The
0: Glimmerman.
1: Glimmerman. See, it you sounds say so
0: Spiderman? Weird.
1: I probably do, and I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds weird. Glimmerman. Glimmerman. I like Glimmerman, but I don't know. Anyway. Um but it, it is when you start digging into the legend and he, like reading people's stories and what they encountered it makes you really kind of question what the heck it could be and i think and we're going to do an episode i think in december about different entities that we've encountered and that are talked about that there's not a sp- cuz you have like you have like regular spirits and then you have demonic beings but there's so many in that category of demonic beings. So and and not even demonic beings, it's just like different entities. Yeah. You know, that are not human, I should say.
0: That's what makes me think the Glimmerman, Glimmerman.
1: Haha, <laughs> you said it.
0: I was waiting for you to react. Uh the Glimmerman might be another entity that hasn't been classified properly. Or at least hasn't been studied enough to be classified as a spirit in a sense like that. Because most people are associating it with an actual creature versus a spirit.
1: Yeah. But if they saw it, I, I, it makes you wonder. Because if it's that one guy saw it hunting something, so that would have to be.
0: Well, why can't it be both? Why can't these creatures be alive and when they're dead, they're still invisible?
1: Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I didn't think of that as well.
0: Yeah, like, we've encountered skinwalkers that are dead, the spirits of them, and they still whistle in the woods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Creepiness. Yeah. But, I don't know, it it makes you question a lot, and I don't, from the stories that I heard, I don't, I don't think it's completely, like, I could see it being a thing. I could see it being real. I mean, I've never encountered it, that I know of, who the heck knows, (laughs) going back to the you know a certain i'm 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 wanting to go back to the park because i have some questions
0: well we need to go back there anyway because of that's an unfinished business we kind of cleared everything out
1: yeah it's just kind of like it's one of those things that like it's got just so much in the area so much in the area that it almost like feeds a never-ending kind of like turning wheel at the park if that makes sense yeah
0: i guess this wraps up here for today
1: yeah the what are we talking about next week? So next week is your ancient hauntings. Oh episode. yes, ancient
0: hauntings of how ancient societies dealt with demonic entities and hauntings in their own.
1: Yeah, because it goes back a yeah. long time, and it's always interesting. To I even think it's interesting with the settlers and and stuff and how they dealt with it. But
0: you have about bonus episode too next week?
1: Yes, no, not next week. This week. Oh, this so week, yes. this Wednesday. You guys are gonna have a bonus episode that I did with my mom, and it's it blew me away. I had to stop and like tell her like, wait, what? This happened. She tells a lot of stories of her childhood, and then you also hear the perspective of my stories that I tell regularly on the podcast through her eyes, and um, yeah, so it'll be good.
0: So look forward to those episodes uh, or. For that one next week, and in yep. Megan's episode this yes. week. Yes, yes. But as always, guys, you can catch our social media. Hit the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, hit in the Sha six on X, hit in the uh, Sh- hit the Shadows Pod two podcast two on TikTok. On, yeah. or links to all social media always. And listen to it at hiddenshadowspodcast dot as always, we catch your widows in the next one.
1: Yes.